familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Are you a single mom and breastfeeding or pumping for your baby? How do you have time to manage it all? If you're sharing custody of your child, how do you handle time away so you don't experience a drop in milk supply? And how do you manage the stress of just being a single parent? Today, single moms share their experience to help other moms going through the same thing. We're supporting one another. We're the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other moms. We are equal. We are the Boob Group. Welcome to the Boob Group. We're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk for their babies. I'm Sunny Galt, and I'm super excited to be with all of you today. Thanks so much for listening. So instead of just listening to our show, why not be part of the Boob Group? And it's now easier than ever to join the conversation right in your own home. You just need a computer, a pretty good internet connection, and you're all set. So for more information, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. And we're always looking for episode ideas, and you can email those ideas to us through our website or or if you guys are friends with us on Facebook, if you've liked our Facebook page, just send us a message that way, post it on our wall, and we will totally, we'll get it, and uh, we'll take care of that for you. All right, so let's meet the mamas that are joining our conversation today. We've got a handful of mamas, so this, I, th- I think this is going to be a really good conversation. Teresa, uh, you haven't been on the show before, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, thank you for having me on the show. My name is Teresa. I have three beautiful kids. I have a 10-year-old. I have a 6-year-old boy. And I have a now eight-month-old girl, and my oldest is a girl as well. And I, I am currently breastfeeding my eight-month-old, which is the longest I've breastfed. I breastfed my son for about a month and my um, oldest daughter for about a month as well. And I live in Detroit, Michigan. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on the eight months. That's amazing. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, and Myra is new to the show. Welcome, Myra. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Myra. I am raising my children solo. I have a son who is seven years old and a daughter who is almost three and still with me on our breastfeeding journey. I breastfed my firstborn until he was about two years old. And then I've considered myself being a single mom for the longest. Awesome. Well, welcome to the show. And African Moon. Moon, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I have three children. They are eight, four, and six months. I've breastfed my eight-year-old until she was three, my four-year-old until he was three, and 
I intend on letting my last child breastfeed as long as he wants as well. Um, I have been a single parent off and on for the last however old my oldest daughter is. It's not coming to me right now. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so it. I am, uh, like I said, a single parent off and on for the last eight years, I think. So we have a lot of experience with the the two breastfeeding and being single. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Moon. And so, uh, Priya, you and I are, are the, the married couples, I think, on on this show. So I, I think we, we have some stuff to contribute as well. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Priya. Sure. So my name is Priya, and I am the co-founder of Moms Pump Here, the app that helps moms find places to breastfeed and breast pump all over the world. I am married, and I have three children. My oldest is 14. So it's been a long time since I breastfed and breast pumped for him. But for him, um, I breastfed... For about nine months and probably breast pumped a little bit longer than that. Can't remember because it's a little fuzzy now. <laughs> um, my second, my daughter, I breastfed her for two weeks and uh, breast pumped longer than that. And then my my last one, Liam, I breastfed him for three years. <laughs> it was up to where my sister was like, okay, this is the weekend. We're, we're stopping right now. <laughs> we're not doing this anymore. Um <laughs> But it was more out of guilt. That's why it lasted that long. But he's strong as an ox now. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely awesome. Okay, well, ladies, thanks for being with us. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. (coughs) Sounds familiar? (coughs) If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Okay, so before we kick off our conversation today, we have our Boob Oop segment. I love this segment, you guys, because it just makes me feel so normal as a breastfeeding mom because sometimes things happen when you're breastfeeding or pumping for your baby and it's not really what you planned, right? Um, and even if it's not so funny in the moment, it's usually pretty funny afterwards. So this comes from one of our listeners, Mia. Mia, thanks so much for sending this in. She writes, it's amazing to me that although lots of mothers nurse their babies nowadays, there are still people and children who have never seen a mother breastfeed. I think we can all relate to this. Uh, Once when my youngest son was a baby, he started rooting while we were at church. I took him back to the nursery, and even though the workers and lots of children were there, I was more at ease there than nursing in a pew. Well, anyways, I got situated, and my son was nursing away, covered by a blanket. Suddenly, a little girl about four comes up, jerks the blanket up as high as she can, stares at my son nursing, and loudly asks, what are you doing? (laughs) I 
tell her I'm feeding the baby. She looks at me like I was crazy and says, oh, no, you're not. I think she thought I was suffocating him. At that point, I didn't argue with such a vocal child. I simply recovered myself, held on to the blanket to prevent further peaks from her, and continued to nurse my son. To make matters worse, I'm not sure if some of the other mothers in the room even knew what I was doing, as very few of them were breastfeeding or breastfeeding mothers. Needless to say, I was embarrassed, but thank goodness you can't die of embarrassment. So I think we can all kind of relate to that for all the moms that are part of the conversation today. Uh, I know I'm I'm personally one of those moms that I'm a little more private when I am breastfeeding in public. I do prefer covers and and things like that. And, and I usually try to keep to myself. So I'm putting myself mentally in Mia's position going, oh my gosh, if someone, you know, and a little child doesn't know any different, right? So a little child comes up and yanks the blanket off. I'd be like, Oh my gosh, give me back that blanket. Has anyone had any kind of situation like that happen in a semi-public situation? I was at a um, birthday party. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> A friend of mine, her son was turning, I think, like seven. So it was outside at a park. So I was like, oh, I'm about to, I told the moms, I'm about to go feed the baby. So I'm going to go off to the side here. So I went off to the side, turned my back to the kids. Before I sat down, I heard her son say, hey, guys, let's go see the baby. And like 20 kids came charging towards me. <laughs> oh, no. As I was about to take my boob out of my shirt. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked, she's like, oh my God. She's like, come on, guys, come on, let's go play football. I, it was, oh my God, it was crazy. So, yes. Um, <laughs> saved by the football. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, Mia, thanks so much for sending this in and Teresa for sharing your story too. This was great. If you guys have a funny breastfeeding oops or pumping oops or breast milk oops, whatever you have that's kind of funny that you're willing to share with all of our listeners, please send it to us. You can email us. You can also go to our website at newmommymedia.com. And there's a gray banner on the side that says send voicemails so you can actually send it straight through your computer. And we'd love to share it on our show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today we're talking about breastfeeding and pumping for single moms. And this topic was actually requested by one of our listeners, Judy, who is another single mom. And real quickly, I just wanted to uh, read the email that Judy sent us because I love getting email from our listeners. So if you guys are you know, listening and there's a topic you really want us to explore, please let me know. So this is what Judy had to say about this topic. She says, hello, I've been listening to a few of your podcasts and I found them to be very helpful. But I also find them very much geared towards women who have partners. Of course, this is understandable as most women with new babies have partners, yet there are some of us out there who are doing this on our own and would probably find it helpful to have some support as well. Perhaps some ideas on how to manage breastfeeding as a single mom, what others can do to support a single mom breastfeeding, and topics like that. I would have left a voicemail, but I don't have any storage on my phone to download an app. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I understand that last part totally. Judy, my phone's always filled up with other apps and stuff on my phone. So thank you so much for sending that in. I really do appreciate it. And, and Judy and I have emailed a little bit back and forth because I really wanted to make sure that this was an episode that worked really well with her. So 
after she sent that email, I, you know, sent some requests out and that's how we came up with today's episode. So ladies, I'm real excited to have you as part of the call today to learn more about your personal experience. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this isn't something that I have a lot of experience with. So I'm going to really just be looking for you guys to share what has worked for you. So let's talk a little bit about your experience as a single mom. I'd love to kind of just go through and so we can have kind of a snapshot of what your life kind of looks like right now. And let's see, Teresa, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about your experience, how long you've been a single mom and yeah, just more about your experience. Okay. So I've been a single mom since my my daughter is now 10. So probably about 10 years. I was married with my um, oldest. We got a divorce um, probably when she was born. So I have been, um, you know, experiencing that. I've been in relationships in between there. Um, However, you know, the responsibility at the end has fallen on me. And my experience with that is, um, you know, it's hard. It's very, very hard. You have to have proper support. Trying to find time for yourself is something that you have to fight for. It's not something that you can go to someone and be like, hey, you know, if you don't have a support system, which I I have maybe 25% support, which is not a whole lot. Um, so it has been a struggle. It has been a struggle with my daughter. It was very hard going through the divorce uh, while trying to take care of her. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Myra, let's learn a little bit more about your situation. Um, yes, I have been a single mom. I felt like it since the pregnancy with my firstborn. And in many ways, it's also been a blessing in disguise. I've learned so much from becoming, um, you know, a single mom and raising my children just on my own. All the, you know, financially and emotionally, all the responsibility falls on me. And luckily, I've had the support of my parents and my sisters. So together, I feel like they're all my tribe, and um, that's helped me a lot going through this journey because it is a journey that can be difficult at times, but you also learn a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad your family was there to support you because I know a lot of people don't have family. So at least you had your sisters and that was a little bit of a support system for you. And we're going to talk a lot about support throughout this episode. So, um, And Moon, tell us a little bit about your situation. So like like Teresa, um, I actually filed for a divorce when I was pregnant with my eldest. And when I listen to a lot of people who are uh, mothers who are single and even a lot of mothers who are married, I realize I sort of have had a gravy type lifestyle as a single mother because I worked in a in a job where my the daycare was downstairs from where I worked. So I was able to avoid pumping a lot when I when um, I had a break, I was able to go down to the the daycare area to nurse my child or my children because it was with my oldest two. I was able to go down and nurse them and go back to work. So that that sort of made things a lot easier for me because I was able to bypass a lot of the obstacles but it is it is difficult it, it really is it's difficult when you you want to have some time to yourself and everybody's always looking for mom to entertain them you know I need for you to talk to me I need for you to look at me you know and you don't have that person there to say hey can you watch them so I can just go and breathe you know you don't you don't get a chance to have that and which is why I think this conversation is so important because uh, people who are married, they don't necessarily realize how much the person next door to you or your friend may just need for you to say, hey, you want me to come sit in the house with your children for 10 minutes? You know, mm-hmm. that could 
that 10 minutes could make a world of difference for for someone. Even for myself, I'm not the the most organized person in the world. So if I get 10 minutes where everybody's taking a nap at the same time, I actually got a chance to to figure out what the rest of the day is supposed to look like because it sort of ends up scattered when someone's talking to you every moment or they want they're looking for you to basically cater to them because you know they're they're your children and they want they want for you to tell them exactly what to do and are they doing it right and look mom I can jump on my foot and I can hop on this <laughs> foot and, and you know and and it's it's beautiful but it's also it's really trying because you need to think you need to be able to process okay what am I going to do next what are we going to do for tomorrow and those those kind of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I have some friends, and I do realize this is a little bit different, but, you know, I live in San Diego, and it's a big military town. And I have friends whose spouses are deployed. And for bouts of time, they truly are a single parent, you know, and then there, yeah, there's some support within the, the military uh, community, for sure. But yeah, it's it's very difficult. And I see them go through this a lot. Uh, Priya, I know you're married, but I'm sure you have some single friends um, that are going through some similar struggles. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I ha- I have to say that I really admire women that come from situations like this because there's a certain inner power that you have to possess to really manage your life and your baby and and figure out how you're going to do things in your daily schedule. Um, it takes a lot of inner power and strength um, to get through all of that. And I, there are, although I'm married, I have a very happy marriage, and I had a lot of support from my husband. I did have, I do have friends. One of my closest friends is a um, single mom. She went through a divorce when her baby was young, and there was a lot of like, "Oh, can I come over and help you?" Um, and maybe babysit, you know. <laughs> and I still do that. <laughs> I still offer. He's older now, but I still offer. I, you know, I bring my own kids along, and we have a play, play date or something. But yeah, it's I admire it so much because, um, you know, not, not everybody is in a situation where they have that support or they have that help. It's a really tough situation to go through sometimes. So for our single moms on the call today, what would you say is your biggest struggle um, that you're dealing with as a breastfeeding or pumping mom? Myra, what would you say? Uh, yes, you know what? I would say one of the biggest struggles for me was definitely um, kind of also an adventure at the same time was returning to work when my daughter was about two months old. Um, knowing I was, you know, solely responsible for emotionally and financially, even though it just kind of limited my options as it was. So although I truly wanted to spend time with her, you know, be there 24-7, I couldn't. I didn't have that option. I had to be the one driving them to schedules, you know, fit my schedule according to theirs, drive them to school, drive them to doctor appointments and additional activities. So luckily, my work establishment was really supportive of me pumping at that time. But um, again, I always had the urge of saying, you know, I wish I could be home with my baby where I really feel like I belong. And then when you come home tired from work, you know, it's like you don't have another pair of hands to hold your baby to say, can I take a shower or here, I'll pump some milk and can someone feed it to her? You know, you don't have those options. And I thought that was like the hardest thing. Um, You do learn a lot, but automatically your options are limited right from the moment you, you know, you become a single parent. And I think there's probably some guilt that's tied to that, too. I think moms, it doesn't matter if you're single, married, whatever, when you're going back to work, 
sometimes there's just that guilt. You want to spend time with your baby and it's just not possible, right? You have to make money. You've got to support your family. And I can imagine as a, as a single mom, there's, you know, equally that guilt because it's not an option for you to stay home and your spouse or significant other partner, you know, to take care of the family. So Teresa, tell us, you know, a little bit about what, what is the major cause of stress or what has been the major, major cause of stress for you as a breastfeeding and pumping mom? I would say time and um, just having enough time to do everything because with my third, now having my third child, you know, it's doctor's appointments, especially when you have a new baby, they want to see them every two months. So I'm like, yeah, y'all don't need to see her every two months. I had two others. You can see every three. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So you got doctor's appointments. You got dentist appointments. You got to go to work. You're trying to put in 40 hours. I'm a contractor. So if I don't work, I don't get paid. You know, just and then, you know, my oldest child, she's getting involved in more after school activities. We are um, avid in my church. Um, You know, just make it time. And then, you know, at the end of the week, I'm drained. It's like, you know, I am so tired. And with me you know, dealing with, you still deal with some of the depression, at least I do. Um, My biggest trigger is not getting enough sleep. So, you know, there are times I'm like, you know, I'll go two weeks and I say, you know what, I'm going to have to take a day off because I just need to sleep while while the oldest two are at school and my youngest is at daycare. Um, And then my mom, you know, she watches my um, youngest, you know, and sometimes that's a struggle because your mom wants to do things opposite as you. You know, she doesn't understand why I'm cough diapering. Why do I have to give her this breast milk? Just give her some formula, you know, always going against the grain. So when you have someone like that, you know, that can add on to, you know, your day to day stress. So, you know, that is um, a lot. Um, I did take away pumping at my job because um, I was like, I can't. I can't do this on top of everything else. And then with me trying to carve out time, I picked up a class um, so that I can change my career and become move more to the freelance area. So I am doing a crash course with that. So, you know, just trying to think ahead because I'm like, I can't continue to go at this pace. Um, and also to bring in more finances since I am the breadwinner in my household and the only breadwinner at this time. So just making sure that I carve out, you know, enough time to make sure that each of my children know that they are loved and then also carving out enough time for me um, just to be able to function, you know, to the highest capability they need me to. Teresa, I think it's so important that you were able to recognize with the whole pumping situation that that was just too much for you. Because I think just it's just wired in our brains as moms that we've, you know, we've got to kind of do it all. And you can't. There's stuff, especially as a single mom, you, there's stuff that's going to have to be cut out. And I think it's so smart that you were able to say, listen, you know, I'm going to stick with the breastfeeding when I can, but this pumping thing, you know, something's got to go. And I commend you for, for recognizing that and being able to cut that out yes and thank you and i need to you know let people know i got donations of milk from other moms that's awesome so that kind of offset the pumping and i wasn't getting a very big supply when i was pumping so that's kind of where i was like you know let's make some decisions here am i being smart with my time by going because i'm going three times to the breast room to pump at work three times a day 
for 30 to 45 minutes and that whole day I'm getting like eight ounces of milk. I'm like, this don't make no sense. So, (laughs) and then, you know, while I was in that room, there were other moms that would come in and out and, you know, I had two that were just as frustrated and it was like, you know, I'm encouraging them like, you know, stay on top of it, but don't beat yourself up about it because the more you beat yourself up about it, the harder it's going to be for you to pump. So, you know, just making sure I was encouraging them as well. But yeah, sometimes we just have to, you know, stop and make rational decisions based on our circumstance and not let other people's opinions influence ours. Because at the end of the day, we go home with those kids and we are <laughs> the one that have to manage everything that's going on. So, you know, you can give me some advice, but if that is not in line with what I, I see, <laughs> it's just that advice. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So let's continue this conversation about time management. Moon, what do you do in order to manage this time, right? Because there's only so many hours in the day. So um, I like what, what Teresa brought up because being a single mother in itself is almost like trying to tap into that superpower. But being a single mother and breastfeeding and now I have three, like I, I definitely had to become superwoman. Like I had to realize that everything is on me. Okay, so I I'm homeschooling my children. I'm trying to exclusively breastfeed. I'm trying to entertain three children at the same time, and I'm trying to be the breadwinner of the family. And I had to make a decision uh, for one that some of the things that I would like to have are just not feasible at this moment. If I'm going to homeschool, then I have to let go of some of of the things that they may want to have, some of the toys they may want to have, or some of the places that I would love to take them to. We, we, you know, we have to basically choose what what's important for me now, what's important for us now, and that may not look like you getting a new toy. You know, that <laughs> it may look like us going to the Salvation Army and getting a used toy, or you know, something of that sort. So I definitely had to to make that that kind of those kind of decisions and also really realizing that it's okay it's okay for me not to be able to do it all that's that's one of the the important parts of being a superwoman is to realize that you can't do it all you know we we cannot keep listening to everything that everybody says we, we're not capable of being able to to work 40 hours, spend all of our time with our um, all of our day with our children, have the biggest house and the nicest car and everybody has new clothes and everything is clean and and all the clothes are washed and folded. And it's just not possible. So you have to, to realize that as well and, and to be able to say it's OK if I went to sleep last night and I did and I hadn't washed any of my dishes yet. You know that mm-hmm. that's OK. It's OK. Like uh, what Teresa was saying that that I may not be able to pump, but someone else gave me some breast milk. So I'll be able to say, can you watch my child for me for or watch my children for me for a while? I do have some some uh, breast milk and I can go and get some fresh air for a moment. That's OK. That's OK, too. That's a part of it. It's a part of, of being able to say I can do it all. But as long as I have some help every now and again and that I realize that I can't do it all today. 
Maybe I won't wash my dishes today or tomorrow. Maybe it won't get done until the next day. So what does that look like? I've actually taught my four-year-old how to load the the dishwasher. Like, look, we need to come in here because mama needs some help, you know. So even those kind of things, and and I watch him, and part of me feels was feeling bad originally, like oh he's four and he's cleaning, but yeah he's four and he's cleaning. He he used it, you know. So why not have him right. help? We we need to to make sure that things be are are operating a certain way. So let your children help you, regardless of how how old they are, and and realize that that's okay as well. And sometimes they they want to help. I mean, we, we think of it, you know, as kind of, oh, I got to teach them how to do this or whatever. But a lot of kids really want to be part. I mean, don't view it as just a chore that you're giving to a little kid. And why do I have to do that? But they want to help out the family. So I, I think that's a great idea. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk about going back to work a little bit more. I know we touched on that just a little bit. And then also, um, what do you do to maintain your milk supply? And how do you just manage the stress of it all? We'll be right back. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. We're talking about breastfeeding and pumping for single moms. And I want to focus a little bit on moms that need to spend an extended period of time away from their babies. So this could be a result of needing to go back to work, which we talked about a little bit in the first half of the show. Also, a lot of moms have to deal with sharing custody on some level, even if it's not full custody or whatever. And uh, I know we don't have anyone on the call that um, has had to deal with uh, sharing custody like for days and stuff like that. But uh, I wanted to get you back in, involved in the conversation because I know you have a friend that's dealt with this. So can you share a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so she she had to do a lot of management um, and figure out how she was going to get the support and resources that she needed while having to go through her custody battle. And it, it, this was not this was a very difficult situation. And without getting into too many details, it, it, it did involve uh, domestic violence. And she had to really figure out how she was going to get breast milk to her son. You know, she was in daycare. Her mom was flying back between here and Florida. So it really took a lot of uh, time management for her and figuring out how she was going to get the necessary uh, nutrients she wanted her baby to have through the breast milk to him. And, you know, this was a while ago. So now there are, you know, some of the other moms mentioned donor milk. You know, I think that's such a great resource. You know, back when she was dealing with this whole situation, she didn't have access to that resource or didn't know there were any resources like that available to her, which probably would have been helpful helpful to her in doing um, the custody battle and going through this horrible situation with her ex-husband. Yeah, it was just really tough for her. And I would, it took a lot of listening for me. Obviously, I was not in the situation. Where I wish I could just fix it for her. <laughs> and I couldn't. <laughs> but it, it was more about me being there as a friend, helping her out whenever she needed it, just listening and crying with her because it was that tough of a situation for her. So yeah, it was a little, it's, it was a little bit different than just a normal, you know, custody battle. And um, not that any of these custody battles are normal, but right, right. Um, it was an extreme situation for her where she had to make sure her son was safe. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you were there as a friend. We're going to talk about that, you know, the importance of support in, in just a little bit. Myra, I know that you, you know, you've already mentioned that you had to go back to work. You know, you are the breadwinner of your family, right? You're bringing in the income. So um, what advice do you have for other mamas out there that have to go through that and, you know, are still trying to keep up their milk supply? Because when they are with their babies, they do want to breastfeed. Yes, absolutely. I actually um, felt since the beginning of my pregnancy, actually, that one of my biggest helps was actually the pump, (laughs) the breast milk pump, just because I'm like, this is what's going to help me keep up my milk supply, you know, provide milk for my baby when I know I have to return to work within two months. So I started building my supply, you know, three weeks before I returned to work. And again, like the pump was like my savior, because Mm -hmm. every time I looked at it, I'm like, it's not, you know, work is not something that's taking away the breastfeeding experience. It's actually giving me something else to do for my baby. And so that's how I took it. And I'm like, I'm going to pump because I feel committed. I feel like when I'm, I mean, it's, you know, I know some people have a dif- uh, difficult experience with the pump. You know, it's not obviously not the same at all to your baby and all that love, you know, looking at their eyes and everything. But I feel like oxytocin you know the hormone of love is always present as long as you love your baby so when I had the pump you know stuck to me I felt I thought about my baby I had a picture of her that's what kind of helped you know those days when I did return to work I had to pump between breaks I was always constantly thinking of my baby like I'm doing this for her it didn't feel like you know like a like a struggle or like an added responsibility it felt more like it almost felt natural you know like So I would tell single moms that have to return to work and they feel like they're deciding whether to pump or just provide breast milk when they're with their babies that whatever feels right in your heart, that's what usually helps, you know, kind of the process flow without any added stress. Because like one of the moms mentioned here on the show, I know she said like, you know, she kind of made priorities and the pump didn't work out for her. I'm not going to say it wasn't difficult for me to decide to stay with the pump. But like I said, it did give me that extra thought of my baby. You know, it's the thing that kind of kept me attached when I was at work. When I was here dealing with, you know, people, um, I used to work at a newspaper and I would have to, you know, talk to people about nothing related to motherhood. Nobody was a parent there. So (laughs) when I went in that little break with my little pump, I'm like, this is for my baby. My baby um, will get this breast milk that, you know, I've been thinking about her all along. So good for you. Yeah. So, Teresa, let's talk about stress. <laughs> you don't experience any stress in your none, life, do you? <laughs> none at all. Stress-free over here. <laughs> how, how do you manage it? I imagine there's, there's lots of stress every day. Well, yeah. So, it may sound very weird, however, breathing <laughs> works yeah. for me. Um, I also have some road rage. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like a double whammy. So it's like I have to remind myself, okay, Tracy, just breathe through this, you know, and making sure that I'm doing, I I guess, stuff. I'm just active, you know, not to not to the point where it's um, taking over my day where I can't, you know, I'm not maintaining my household, but, you know, at least getting out once a day, making sure that the kids are taken care of. That helps my stress level, too, because it's like, okay, well, we got we may have scheduled 10 things today, but we got two of those 10 things done, you know, and being okay with that. It's like like Moon indicated, you know, going to bed and okay, those dishes can wait. You know, they're not going to walk away. It'd be nice if they did or they washed themselves, (laughs) but they're not. So, you know, we'll get with them tomorrow. Recently, I 
thank goodness for this. I have a job that is um, very flexible. You know, I can work from home here and there. You know, you do have to show your face in corporate America. So they don't want it every day. But um, I did talk to my boss just yesterday, Friday, and um, told her, you know, I'm going to have to take Mondays off. I'm just going to have to sacrifice a day and work Tuesday through Friday because that Monday either I'm going to sleep or I'm going to clean and, you know, to focus on those things. And sometimes you just have to, again, sit back and see what works for you. If you sometimes we get so hung up on getting a paycheck every day and it's like we do need them. We do need to, you know, maintain. We do need a roof over our head and those other things, necessities. However, do you need it to the extreme of working 40 hours a week? You know, can you sacrifice a day? And that's kind of where I was. I was like, okay, well, we can cut out eating out so much. And that is since I'm taking that one day off, I can cook meals for the whole week. You know, so just really sitting back, reevaluating things. And that may be everyday me reevaluating or maybe once a week, like, okay, we're getting off track. You know, where do we need to go? You know, my kids are at this point. I'm getting them to school late every day. I'm like, this is not going to (laughs) happen. (laughs) So it's like, you know, you have to really sit back because you will get caught up in the whirlwind. And before you know it, you will crash and you will burn. And I've been there before. And it's like, okay, how did we get here? And then you have to rebuild yourself out of that um, out of that ditch that, you, you know, you did not dig just because you wanted to. It just happened because life happened. So making sure that you mentally Think about what you're doing and being present and, you know, just breathing through it. You know, this is a rough day. Let me just walk away, whether it be just the living room or one of the kids rooms, because, you know, they're in your room for whatever reason, bugging you. So let me go in their room (laughs) and, you know, hide under their covers for a second and, you know, just take 10 minutes to yourself and say, hey, you know, you know, you the three of you don't tear up my house. Just sit there and just act like you're going to be nice kids for 10 minutes. So. You know, that that is very, very important. And then, you know, reaching out outside of your family, you know, maybe you don't get the support from your family, but you may have friends around you that are willing to support you. But they, you know, they don't know. They they don't know that you're over there struggling. So if you open your mouth, which I had to learn and say, hey, you know, I'm struggling today. Can you just come pick up the kids and just have them for half a day? And they be like, oh, OK, you know, no problem. I didn't I wasn't aware. It's like, it's OK. You know, sometimes a single parent, because we take so much on, it's so hard for us to let go and just let somebody else to help us. So, yeah, I think that's good advice for all moms out there. Sometimes moms just need help in general, you know, and so I'm glad you were able to to reach out for help. So let's talk about support because everything is boiling down to support, right? So if it's not support from a partner, you know, support from friends, support from, you know, like Teresa was talking about your neighbors or somebody that can just watch the kids for a little bit. So I guess, Myra, let's go back to you. Let's talk a little bit about support. You said you had some support from your family. Um, yes, I had support from my parents. My mom was a big help the first the first couple of days after my um, second baby was born. And so it kind of helped me. Mostly she helped me with my older son, you know, because once you become a parent of two or more children, everything just automatically you have more responsibilities. So she kind of helped me just while I was, you know, breastfeeding the baby, especially those cluster feeding <laughs> episodes that we oh, had. Um, those yeah. were really difficult because I really had to just kind of be, you know, on the bed with my baby for hours on end and so um she kind of helped me with my son in that way that she was able to you know he loves his grandma so it was no big deal for him and he was actually transitioning too to kind of understanding you know there's a new person in our lives and 
she needs a little bit more attention than you. But I didn't want to kind of um, give him that message. So I did try to spend time with me and my mom kind of helped me with that. So, you know, hold the baby. She would hold the baby and then I can play with my son for a little bit and stuff, you know. So that really helped a lot. Um, another thing I kind of learned um, as a single parent is to kind of learn to say no to things I really couldn't commit, whether it was at work or with friends. That allowed, you know, time to be with my children. And then also I kind of um, got out of my comfort zone and I did join some local mom groups. I know there's like a meetup and things like that, but also Facebook communities are kind of, you know, taking more presence online and you find stuff. I'm from Chicago and luckily I was able to find some groups. Um, you know, it was intimidating to just, it's kind of like a blind date for moms. So you have to just go as you are and see, you know, there's a connection there. And uh, fortunately, there was some connection with some moms. I did learn that some of them breastfed, you know. So I feel that that's a way to find support if you really have, you know, family that's not nearby or friends that are not parents. There's always someone out there willing to even just connect. Even just having an adult conversation is a way to support someone or just telling them, you know, I'm going through the same thing. And I've met some wonderful parents through there. So I would really recommend that. Just searching online for like mom groups, local mom groups that have like play days and things like that. And I love it that there's like some gear towards, you know, us single parents. So, Moon, what do you do for support? What, how do you get support from friends, family, people like that? You know what? It's so funny because I'm listening to, to Teresa and Myra speak and so many things were popping up in my head like, oh, my gosh, she's right. Oh, my gosh, she's right. <laughs> so first thing that that was the best thing ever taught to me. Okay, was how to wrap my baby so they can breastfeed in a wrap. Lifesaver. Every mother, I don't care whether you're single or not, every mother needs to learn how to wrap their child so they can breastfeed in a wrap and mom's hands are free. This has saved my life. This is the reason why I've been, I was able to breastfeed each of my um, elder two children for three years of peace. Tie them on, let them breastfeed, and then you can still do things with your children. You can still mm -hmm. cook. And uh, like I said, we homeschool. So I have, I have my youngest son tied on my chest while I'm teaching my children their lesson, and he's still breastfeeding. So I don't have to take my attention off of them so I can go and lay down or sit down or whatever to breastfeed him. I'm telling you, that is a lifesaver. Also, check your libraries. Every library has a story time. That is also a lifesaver. Go and you can put your children in the story time. They're engaged with other children. They're learning things and you can breathe. The libraries have become like the biggest part of my our, our day. I go to a different library every day for story time. That That's where I find my support through the libraries. Uh, go online. There are tons of, of sites on Facebook and Twitter or whatever, and they have lists of all of these different programs that, that are free or almost free. They're really, really uh, low-cost programs. And a lot of these places have where they'll have an event or something for, for the parents, and they'll have free daycare. 
look at those kind of things as your support system. People are putting these things into place and you know, it wasn't, it, people didn't always think about the fact that they, there needs to be a childcare uh, in place for if you're having an event for parents, but take advantage of those things. Cause they're really helpful. My mother, she was not my big support person when I first had my daughter um, and I was breastfeeding and she just didn't get it. And after a while, over the years of me being an advocate, uh, she, she's jumped on board, you know, and she has the breastfeeding bat with me, you know. <laughs> but she has become a big support person. But if you don't have that, like she, my mom, she just moved to Pittsburgh and I'm in, in Detroit. So I, I don't have that support from her anymore. So I take advantage of what my community offers as much as I possibly can, you will be surprised once you start looking how many gyms your city holds where you can go and your children are around other children and you can just sit down and have a moment. Those those have become a, uh, big lifesavers for me, baby wearing and uh, taking advantage of my libraries. It, it, it definitely saved my sanity. I'll say that. Great ideas. Thanks so much for sharing that. All right, ladies, we're out of time, unfortunately, but I think we gave everyone, uh, you know, really good, you know, some really good ideas in this episode. So thanks so much for being part of today's show. If you're a member of the Boob Group, then please check out our bonus content after this episode. We're going to discuss some ways moms can connect with other single moms. We talked about Facebook and some stuff like that, but we'll see if our moms have any other ideas. For more information about our Boob Group Club, you can visit our website at newmommymedia.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. So before we wrap up our show, we do have a question from one of our listeners. So if you guys have questions out there, obviously any immediate breastfeeding, pumping concerns, you need to talk with a lactation educator of sorts. But, you know, if you have a general question that you think other moms could benefit from or want to share some experience, um, you can also ask our experts your lactation questions as well. And so this question comes from Sarah. And Sarah writes to us and says, wow, I just found your website and I love the information available. I'm looking for some information to prevent plug ducts and have never been able to find much information or help in the past. I have nursed previously for 18 months and had frequent plug ducts with a few bouts of mastitis. One was so bad that it turned into an abscess and required surgical procedure, which was a nightmare. I just had my second baby and I would like to nurse again for at least a year, but I've already had a plug duct. I don't wear tight bras or put pressure on my boobs. I have taken lethicin and I'm just not convinced that that really helps. Could this mean there was something really wrong with my breast or my diet or hydration? Please help. Thanks, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. This is Helen Anderson, one of the experts at New Mommy Media. I'm a registered nurse and a certified lactation educator, so I help parents prepare for breastfeeding and then navigate breastfeeding once baby's born. So I really appreciated your question about plug ducts and mastitis, something that a lot of moms have to deal with. There's some things that we can do to help lower the risk of that. So the first thing that you need to do to minimize your risk is to empty breasts. 
months often. So no scheduling, no restricting. Uh, we look for babies' cues if they're hungry, rooting, chewing on a fist, and at that point we're going to breastfeed. Um, try not to use any pacifiers or, or a bingy to, to satisfy your baby's sucking. We want to be sure that you are satisfying all of your baby's sucking needs by putting him or her to breast. A couple other things you can do to prevent plug ducts. Uh, watch your baby wearing. So if uh, you're wearing a apparatus that places pressure on different parts of your breast, that can put you at risk for plug ducts as well. We see a high incidence of plug ducts around holidays, around birthdays, uh, when moms have a lot of other commitments and they maybe don't breastfeed as often as they should. So be sure that you're watching that uh, no matter what you're prioritizing, emptying the breast, breastfeeding and pumping. Uh, once you do have a plug duct, a couple things you can do. You want to direct your infant's chin towards the duct, and then you can use hot compresses to help dissolve that. Take hot showers, for example, and then you want to massage the mass towards the plug. So you start behind it and try to massage it towards the nipple. If the plug is very stubborn, you can start at the nipple and massage it actually back, and that'll help break it up. And then after that, you can then massage it forward and out of the nipple again. And then when your baby's nursing, you can place uh, a finger behind the plug to help uh, work with your baby to remove the plug. And remember, breast anatomy is different for different women. A lot of women have kind of convoluted, twisty tubes that lead from the milk-making and milk-storing area out to the nipple. So you may have an especially twisty duct or one that has a narrow area. And in that case, you might be more prone to having clogs in that area. I hope that helps. Thanks for your question. Happy breastfeeding. All right, that wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group. Please don't forget to check out our sister shows. We have Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Newbies for Newly Postpartum Moms, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents of Multiples. This is The Boob Group, where moms know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com.
See you there.